Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of According to Sasha Podcast Conversation Series, where we come to you every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we just chat it up with other professionals to see what they have going on in their lives and their business and more. And tonight, I have a very special guest that's going to be with us tonight. She is a powerhouse in her own right. She is uh, the accountability accountant, accountant, and she will just let us know anything and everything about finance. She's been featured on Forbes and other news outlets and other shows, and she is doing an amazing thing with just getting this message out there about how to be accountable about your finances as a business owner, as well as tax strategies to, you know, what the IRS don't want you to know and all these other things. But I'm going to let her tell you all those gems. But first, before we bring her up, you know what you got to do, right? You got to like, follow, and share all of our platforms. Everything is streaming down the bottom. You know where we are. We're here with you on Thursday nights via StreamYard. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And then we're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. The list goes on and on and on and on, just like that. And so I want to thank everybody for all your support so far. Thank you for the first season support. Thank you for the second season support. And I thank you for just always tuning in, whether you're watching or listening, whether you're downloading um, the streaming files, whether you are on YouTube and subscribing and all those things. We just want you to continue to do what you do because when you do that part for us, you're not only doing it for According to Sasha podcast, but you're doing that for every guest that comes on this platform. So the more you do, the more you share, the more the word gets out about everybody that's up here on this show. So I really do appreciate all of you guys and thank you so, so much. Now, one other thing too, I want to say that if you're already following me on Facebook, whether it's my personal page, my business page, or anything like that, or on Instagram, you know I have some engagements coming up, and I want you to make sure you stay tuned. If you're local to the area, come on out tomorrow night, 6 p.m. over in Norfolk, and for the Activated Women, make sure you pay attention to the post. I'll post again. And then also, I do have a wonderful, um, well, this is going to be next year, but I'm going to be speaking at a women in business retreat in jamaica so right now the it's limited space but it is open and available for anybody who or not anybody let me just rephrase that for a woman in business <laughs> for women in business and if you want to come down and be a part of this uh, very intimate group then go ahead make sure you see the post and everything just click on the link the reservation is only $50 right now, and you want to get in now. So the event is going to be in January, but just check it out, and I will make sure you guys have all the information, or you could just DM me and ask me about it. And so I got a few messages, and then I'll be right back with Miss Falashade Ayabusi, the accountability accountant. Hey, contact us to see how you can promote your products on According to Sasha Podcast. Entrepreneurship, small business, something that everybody would love to do, making their own money. And this is what we will be talking about on According to Sasha. Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm finding you, Sasha. How are you? I'm doing wonderful for last day. I just have to let you know I got it right. And I just love the way your name just flows for last day. That's a very beautiful name. And thank, thank you for you. being with us tonight. And so 
we want to go ahead and just get into the gritty of this, you know, because you are, I've been watching your videos, I've been watching you and just, you know, taking in the information that you share and your passion behind it. So I want you to start off and just tell everybody who's watching or listening, who is Fala Shade? Ah, you know, when you first told me that you're going to ask it, I'm like, ah, who is Falashade? Falashade is ever dynamic. I'm always growing. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm an accountant. I'm a child of God. And I have a strong purpose to really help the brown community become financially sound. And I'm hoping that, you know, before I depart this this earth, um, I would have made an impact and hopefully have saved our community. I want to do a trillion, so a trillion dollars. So that's who I am. I'm a devoted, um, loyal. I'm, I have a, a lot of integrity. I'm, I don't know. I'm honest. I'm everything. I like the dance, girl. Um, but um, I think, honestly, I have a purpose. So I'm purposeful. I love that. I love that. And so you're taking your purpose and, and see, and that's where we see your passion comes in from, you know, because it does take for you to understand what your purpose is in order for you to ignite that passion that lies behind it or that fuels it. So let me ask this question first. How did you get involved in being accounted or wanted to be at the start of the early age? Like, what was it that brought you into this world and made this your actual niche? Well, uh, I have to be honest here. I'm extremely transparent. Um, I fell into being an accountant. I was originally going to do Gallatin School of the Arts to build sets and to travel the world and do all of that basic stuff. My mom ended up losing her government job and our finances went downhill. So we were no longer able to afford the expensive lifestyle that Duke Gallatin had. Um, so at that point, um, during that time, I was interning with my dad over the summertime doing taxes and stuff with him because he mm -hmm. has an accounting firm here in Maryland as well. Okay. And so what I did notice ultimately, well, first of all, I had to let go of the Duke dream, couldn't afford that no more. So <laughs> automatically, my purpose shifted. When I was working with my dad, I started to realize that the conversations were different. When I was in the hood living with my mom, we would walk to H&R Block to get our tax returns filed. Mm -hmm. Everybody was so excited about their refunds and girl, I'm going to get this. My mother won't give me this, this and everything. And um, New Carrollton, where my dad's office was, they had rental properties and they were owing and they were talking about savings and just the, the money conversations were totally mm -hmm. different. Um, and at that point, I talked to my dad. He was like, but what do you expect, you know, typical Nigerian, you in the hood, this, this, and this, right? And he was like, well, Shade, accountants run the world for real. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, we're like the, um, we we do the finance for the large corporations. We are the advisors to the presidents, economists, every mm -hmm. business need an accountant. And then at that point, Sasha, I said, you know what? That's what my people need. My people need somebody to go out there, learn all of the information, mm -hmm. and bring it right on back to the people so we can now implement and execute those yes. things into our lifestyle so we can become more financially sound mm -hmm. and financially whole. So. Oh, wow. I love that. I love it. And, and, and I would ask this. So working with business owners. Because that, is that your, your specialty is with business owners? My specialty, yes. Yes. But you can speak to anybody because you are an enrolled agent. So an enrolled agent with the IRS is pretty much a highest standing when it comes to tax professionals. Yes. 
And so you pretty much can, you know, you can speak to them. You can do a whole lot of things that the average H&R black, I mean black, H&R block (laughs) rep will not be able to do. So you can help on so many different levels. So what would be some of the things that you see with business owners? Like some of the pitfalls, some of the things that they are lacking information and education on. I would just say jumping right into it. The the biggest issue that most small businesses face is that they fail to consult with an accountant prior to starting that business. Mm. I don't think most business owners, Sasha, realize that accounting is the language of business. And I just put this on my Instagram early this morning, um, that accounting is a language of business. And the moment that you guys get the inclination or get the idea or the money come through and you're finally ready to move, before you move, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to consult with your accountant. If you don't have one, you consult with one. You find one. Hey, I'm starting this business. What should I do? And then, Sasha, we start asking questions. Okay, what's your present income? Mm -hmm. What's your lifestyle? What's the business? What's the risk? And we start in our head. Okay, well, based on your income, you should structure your business this way. Based on this, you should do this. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where most small business end up missing their first set of advisors Mm -hmm. that can get the business off the ground or give them that that nudge that, okay, yeah, it sounds viable. It's good Mm -hmm. to go. You're in compliance. You're set. Now it's up to you to go make the money. Right. So I think they jump out their head first without any clue as to what to do in terms of everything, marketing, sales, compliance, Mm -hmm. taxes, bookkeeping, everything you can think of. They're jumping out their head first when everything that they should have, well, everything they're struggling with, their accountant Mm could have prepared them for. Right. Yeah. That's good. That is good. So everybody who's watching right now, if you have any questions, this is the time to ask, you know, all the business owners out there or anybody who's looking to start a business, ask these questions right now while we have Falash today on our platform. And so, um, and you you raise a lot of good points just now because a lot of times business owners, they do get out here and they start a business. Some of them really started out of a need, you know, because they they do something very good and then they're like, you know what, I got to make some extra money. So let me go ahead and just do this. And it and it's actually successful and they keep going. Or, you know, people start a business based because on the fact that somebody told them they could do something well. And they go ahead and do it and it's like, oh, they're all into it. So being able to look at the fact of having an accountant as an advisor, just as much as they'll go and find somebody to be a business coach or a strategist, you know, you really do need to have that right there. And that you can tell them about even a structure, whether you should be LLC or S Corp or C Corp or anything of that nature and what the benefits are. And so that's very, really good. And one of the things that when you looking at your business and setting it up the proper way is looking at the longevity of it as well as sustainability. You know, a lot of times people look at the profit being profitable, but that profitable aspect of it should help you to grow and sustain long term. And that that's what I do. I hope you build that. Yeah, we're right yeah. here. We're right here. <laughs> but but that also creates the opportunity to look at legacy. And I know that's one of the things that you talk about a lot is generational wealth. So I want you to kind of dive into that and and really say, you know, tell the people like why is it important for, you know, brown folks like us to really build that our own, you know, Wall Street within our families. Okay. Well, let's start there. Well, first of all, we deserve it. 
Yeah. We deserve to not have to start over every time someone else mm-hmm. wants to do something new or to venture off into something. Or, you know, we, we deserve it. So that's number one. All mm-hmm. brown folks, black folks, whatever you are, we <laughs> all deserve to be financially free and to be wealthy as well. However, um, building generational uh, wealth is actually very vital to the longevity of anyone's last name. Remember, mm. they say, oh, you, you have the last name and you're passing that on. You're also supposed to pass on <laughs> something, something, right? right? So, even, so, you know, I think a lot of us get so afraid, generational wealth, 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 mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what we don't understand is that wealth is what we physically able to generate so yes. if you're only able to generate ten thousand dollars but when you pass away you leave your family with ten thousand dollars that's a start mm-hmm. you know and it's very important that we actually do that so we don't have to continuously start all over so we don't have to get the student loan debt so mm-hmm. we don't have to get the credit card debt to start the businesses off right. this will allow us to not take shortcuts but get that head start that we need mm-hmm. so building generational wealth is it's a requirement now and then yeah. in now the time that we're in Sasha this is the best time to do it anybody that's watching us right now and if you have an idea and you think it's a good idea this is the time to try it at least because it's no easier way to make the money now than it has ever been so it's very important that we kick ourselves in the butt now because it's easier to make the money we don't have all of the barriers and all of the things that our ancestors and the, the, the businesses before us had. They mm-hmm. had to have brick and mortars and yeah. had to have um, um, contracts with this company to get equipment and material. Now, y'all, we can lease almost everything, start our businesses in our home, and we're saving hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I think it's one, number one, essential to live on your name. Mm-hmm. Number two, essential so your family don't have to start all over. Mm-hmm. And then three, it takes us out of having that hard life. If you see everybody on YouTube, soft life. You kind of are a little bit And so this allows us to allow our women, our, our younger girls mm-hmm. to be able to live that soft yes. life. So it's not just about um, having a lot of money or millions of dollars. Honestly, truth be told, many of us would, may not leave millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But if we have the life insurance policy, that's generational wealth. Yes. Yes. That's really good. And then it's a mindset shift, you know, because a lot of times when you're, just like when you said, you want to pass down, you know, have the S, the dollar signs, you know, according to, you know, what you're going to pull in for your wealth and what that's going to look like for you. So you want to pass that down. But a lot of times what is always passed down is generational debt. You know, it's that mindset. It has, okay, well, like you said, that hard life living, or you got to strap up your bootlaces. You got to do this and do that. When, when you have that idea and that plan, especially when it's attached to a purpose, you know, it's one thing when you have that purpose attached to it, it's like everything's going to fall in place, but you have to take the right steps to get where you're going to go. And so, but when you're doing that and you're pulling that plan together, you at least be able to look at it, you know, with that strategic foresight to look out as far as you can and say, look, this is exactly what I want my business to be like, you know, and then put everything in place, get the accountant. If you need a, a business coach, do that, do everything to help yourself line it up properly where you can actually see yourself going somewhere, but then also line, letting that torch be taken even further. And so, um, 
with that, with business owners, I know another thing that you always talk about or have talked about is how to hire your kids, mm-hmm. you know, to work for your business. And that also is a part of legacy building as well. So go ahead and dive in. Oh, well, first of all, Sasha, that's the first step to build international wealth. Because let's say we do have the business mm-hmm. and it lasts for 10 years, you're getting old. What happens is the average black business have not effectively set themselves up to be bought and sold. Mm. So our only way to continue on the legacy is by handing it over to our children. Yes. But if we never got them in the business early, Sasha, if we never taught them the ins and out, how are they going to maintain the business when we depart? Right. So building generational wealth gives them the exposure, number one, mm-hmm. that they need to live on your legacy and to continue on their business and to be financially literate. Mm-hmm. Number two, hiring your child also allows you to start investing in them early. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can get the custodial IRA and all those things. However, the moment that they have earned income, they can now have their own Roth and everything else. So this opens up the floodgate for their early investing and things of that nature. Mm. The third reason why um, hiring a child is essential because it keeps the money in the family. So if you have a 15-year-old that is able to type, well, why pay someone else to or a VA to do what she possibly can do Mm. when you pay her? And guess what? You don't even have to pay for her now. Her, uh, you know, they want these Louis Vuitton bags. They so expensive these days. <laughs> you know, so she didn't work for her money. So however way she spent it, that's how she spent it. Mm-hmm. So this allows you to now take some of that financial burden off, take care of your children because they work in the business. You're paying them, and now they're using their income to pay for their little things that they want. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, right? Mm-hmm. This will allow you to save money on your taxes. All of the other things are actually more beneficial than the tax savings. Mm. But most people don't think about it. They just think, about, oh, I'm going to save money on taxes. The reality is if we're able to really teach your child the business and they're able to turn your $500,000 business to $5 million, there's no tax savings possible that can recover that. So, yes, hiring your child help you save on taxes, but in the end, the first four things that I mentioned is it's the crucial benefits mm-hmm. of hiring your children. Wow. That income, that legacy. And then you save a little bit of money on taxes. Too. <laughs> so you're doing two things at one time. You know, you save yeah. some money, you're building legacy. But no, actually three things because then you're right. investing in your kids as well. Yes. And then they have something. And and yeah. then from there, they can say, oh, you know what? You know, my parents did X, Y, Z. You know, I saw them running a, a mm-hmm. successful business. I want to start a business. And and when they could just take that same investment and carry it on. And that's how it just keeps going. You know, just like with these major corporations that we see, a lot of those corporations are family owned, you know, or once was family Every owned. Every last one of them mm-hmm. were family Yes, the, these big And methods. I always used to say this, Sasha, when I was mm-hmm. live streaming years and years ago. That's why I said everything already took all of my live streams. Nothing new that nobody, no time can say nothing else new ever. <laughs> Here's why, because every small business was, every big business was once yes. a small business. I say that all the time. Yes. As one of them. Yes. You know, and so we, st- we started to get, oh, stuck in our head and, you know, mm-hmm. confused. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. Yes, you can. Yes. Walmart started small. Amazon started small. Every company, Steve Madden started small. Yes. Every company started small, unless it was, a joint effort of other successful business owners that came together mm-hmm. and put their money together. But right. far from few. But yeah. the main ones that we know of, guys, they started off just like all of you. 
Yeah. You know, everybody, I do. I get excited when I'm when I have guests on the show and we, you know, talk things and say things that, you know, we find out you're like minded. Because I tell a lot of people, you know, especially when I'm coaching other businesses and I'm like, you know what, they had to start somewhere. You know, I talk about um, building that structure and a plan first before you get out there and want to start a brand. Because a lot of people, you know, has that misconception that you can build a brand without having to lay your foundation and the structure of your business. And, you know, and then you have the tedious process. People don't like to write their business plan. So I always like to tell them, like, look, think about it at the end. See yourself as this big business, just like these other major corporations, because they were once in your spot, too. And then go out and plan what you're going to do for your business. And so I just love it when you just said that, because I was just like, yes, like, yeah, (laughs) that everybody started from that level, you know, unless you were born into money. But other than that, like a lot of these people really did, you know, they were scrapping. Every one of them, they were scrapping and they built it. So if they can do it, you can do it too. And then they have that generational wealth and they pass and their their family is working in the business and so Mm. forth. And they were set up to sell. Some of them may have sold their businesses as well. That's why we would never be top level management at a lot of companies because it's filled with their family. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and just like, you know, I'll just say this for all the people out there that might be watching, you know, how many of us actually, you know, have people in our family that you have seen and you know that they had all the potential to start something, you know, they may have passed away or anything like that. But when you look back at your family members, like how many of them had the potential? How many of them actually did well as an employee, but you know, they could have did even better on their own. You know, so you take all that information, you take those things that you saw in your family, and then you want to, you know, say, you know what, I want to be this first person in my family to really be successful in entrepreneurship. I want to be the first millionaire. I want to be all these things. But, you know, listening to Falasha Day, these are the steps that you have to take in order to make sure that you are going to cash in on those millions, you know, and um, even even myself included. (laughs) Yeah, so you have to really, you know, lay that foundation financially with an accountant. So you mentioned about, you know, talking about the taxes and everything. So what are some of those top tax strategies that help set up a business owner with their business and when they're filing their taxes? Well, first of all, I have to be brutally honest and because like I told you, Sasha, I've been giving tax tips. If you go look at my stuff, y'all will see I'm the first one to get all this stuff. So I got to kind of take it back to the core and the foundation, because I think a lot of people have gotten so caught up in the tax tips and stuff. And they're forgetting and they have forgotten that the core of all of this goes back to, number one, your accounting. Mm-hmm. If you have a business and you make fifty thousand dollars. But your expenses are $35,000. Let me use a flat number. I don't have to think. $40,000. Your expenses are Mm $40,000 and you made Mm $50,000. Because you didn't have your bookkeeping in place, on your books, you recorded expenses of Mm $25,000. So that means we've lost $15,000 in write-offs because Mm -hmm. you didn't do bookkeeping. So I want to take it back to the core. The first strategy to really pay little to no taxes is make sure you have your bookkeeping in place. Number one. Number one. Mm -hmm. The second thing is your structure. So many people getting caught up on S-Corp partnerships, 
uh, sole proprietor, corporation, not understanding that everyone fits each individual's lifestyle and bank account differently. Mm -hmm. If you're a high income earner, a S corp may not work for you. A partnership may not work for you, but a corporation may. Mm -hmm. You understand? So them getting that consult with an accountant prior social actually will save them a bulk load of money for the lifetime of their business. Yes. Yes. But because we're skipping those steps and then they come on mind like, oh, how can I implement this strategy? Take a step back. Are you mm -hmm. doing your bookkeeping? Because mm -hmm. that's the first strategy. Yeah. So, so that's the first two things, guys. Then once you have your bookkeeping, see, because this is the thing. To maximize any tax deduction, you have to be good record keeping. Mm. If you're not good at proper record keeping, if you were to get audit, and this is where my book, and I'm going to have to do, drop a little plug for my book, Audit Proof, because this is when now, if you get audited and you claim that 35000 in expenses, but you didn't audit proof, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They can throw that $35,000 in expenses out. Mm. So you have to have your paperwork and stuff in order. That is first. Yes. Then, we talk about the tax strategies because bookkeeping is a strategy and structure is a strategy, mm, guys. That's good. Okay? Don't let nobody fool you with the bells and whistles. That is a strategy because think about it. We cannot maximize the deductions if we don't have all of them. <laughs> Your bookkeeping can give you all the deductions. So when I look at a client's P&L, when I go down, I would look, okay. I don't see no rent. Okay, so if I don't see no rent, then that means they can probably claim business use of home. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Deducting your business use of home. Yes. A lot of us are operating our business from our homes. And guess what? You're able to deduct the portion that your business utilized of your household expenses. Mm -hmm. But if you don't track your household expenses throughout the year, you're going to miss out on those deductions. Yes. So it goes back again to tracking and bookkeeping. Mm hmm that's good. That's so, good. You know, Sasha, it's layers to this. So, guys, I really would love if you guys would just take a step back. The strategies are there. We have them. We got the juice now, y'all. We got it. <laughs> now we have to, because at one point in time, Sasha, honestly, seven, eight years ago, mm -hmm. I was kidding. We didn't have all the strategies. Mm -hmm. This is reading. Yes. This is reading and classes, and we're getting it. So, y'all don't have to worry about the strategies disappearing. You guys have to worry about getting the paperwork presentation that we need you guys to have right. so we can maximize the strategy. Mm -hmm. that's that then I'm also going to go into I'm going to say cost segregation so a lot of people have equipment and rental properties and assets and things that they're not maximizing their deductions yes. on we have to separate the cost of certain things so we can maximize the deduction regarding that cost mm -hmm. so let's say for example if someone invested into real estate Right, mm -hmm. and they did let's say fifty thousand dollars worth of improvement, but they only gave us fifty thousand dollars improvement. Me being the accountant, I almost in the back and say, "Hell, you know, break that down. Tell me exactly what the fifty thousand is." Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I can take the maximum de depreciation or the maximum expense for those deductions, Sasha. So yeah. once again, paperwork, and then the strategy falls right in place when you're working with the right professional. So we talked about bookkeeping, mm -hmm. structure, okay, the business use of home, and then we also talked about cost segregation. Mm -hmm. oh. And then, so I'm a, I'm I'm going to leave this one a general one. Investing into your wealth and your future plans. The IRS loves it. The IRS loves when we invest into our retirement plans. This is why we get a deduction mm -hmm. for. 
with our taxable income for our contribution to our 401k mm. or our contribution to our traditional IRA. The tax system loves it, okay? Yes. So one trick that I'm really finding out is that if you guys have a very sound budget, right? And you guys heard it first. What's Sasha's podcast? If you guys have a very solid budget, most people are receiving more money than what they're actually spending. Mm. So if you're paying tax on money to sit in the bank, so why won't we ask your job to give you employee stock options? Why won't we ask your job? Now, why won't we contribute more or max out your 401k? Why won't we ask your job for other fringe benefits that they have, like health savings accounts mm-hmm. that we get deductions and stuff for? Yes. So we're receiving all of this access money every month that we're not using that is sitting in the bank account for what? And we're paying taxes on it. So one thing I would say is go, if you have, if you have your budget, mm-hmm. if you have a lot of disposable income over, Go and see what benefits your job have. They may have a health savings account, and y'all don't know, we can get a deduction for your health savings mm-hmm. account. Yep. yep, you sure okay. can. <laughs> so just, yeah, let's start there. I think, yes. that was, I think that was quite a bit. Let's start there. That's good. That's good. So you start there, and then you don't come into an accountant's office with a shoebox full <laughs> of receipts or anything of that nature. You know, always make sure you... You know, do the bookkeeping, but then also educate yourself on what financial statements really should be. You know, and that's one of the things that you when you have a good accountant, you know, not just only let them do all the work for you and really help you in that area. But, you know, sit down and ask them about what that financial statement is. What is like when you said a P&L? Do everybody know what a P&L is? That's a profit and loss statement. You know, so when you're looking at these things and you're doing your bookkeeping, but at least you're educating yourself so you'll know the lingo, you know what it is all about and where your your money should really be, what lines and all that good stuff. Um, so when we talked about audit, being audit proof, now let's go into something that's really um, prevalent right now that everybody is hearing, you know, we're hearing about inflation, you know, we're hearing yes. about recession and everything. So what are some of the tips to recession proof your business before we really go into a recession? Okay, this is really, really good. So guys, y'all may want to grab your pen and your paper. So well, the first thing, and I hate to say this, and my daughter cringed when she was younger. We got to have a budget, guys. We have to. It starts there. And I know that's the first, everybody said it for last night. It's the truth. I've been saying it for years. It's no no way around it. We have to get the budget, guys. So because see, right now we need to see, and see, this is where it gets tricky. Because a lot of individuals end up getting like the PPP loans and the SBA. So they were sitting on some money, sitting mm-hmm. on some hard cash. Yes. And they were just spinning, 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 investing, marketing, Facebook ads, this, this, and this, right? And now, not to say they still don't have a large amount saved, mm-hmm. but times have changed now. Right. They now need to say, okay, well, you know what? Did I get a return on those Facebook ads? Mm-hmm. Did I make the right investments? Right. So the first thing we guys, we need to do is create our budget. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have to evaluate our spending, our spending patterns over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. One, because the more we spend, it becomes an addictive habit. Like it just becomes a habit that we have to spend. And I was telling mm-hmm. my daughter this because she they have this thing at school where they use money. And I'm like, Brent, stop buying stuff. You're becoming a consumer. You're buying mm-hmm. stuff. And you don't realize, and most of us don't realize that when we 
give in every time we have a desire for something mm-hmm. it becomes a habit right and so the first thing we need to do well the second thing we need to do after we create our budget evaluate our spending were we spending because we were depressed mm-hmm. were we spending because mm-hmm. we were broken were we, what, what were we spending for because we have to heal from that first to even come up right and this is from a business perspective because see the healing also comes from bad deals or being mm-hmm. too optimistic or too risky. Right. So I'm talking, this is off individual and businesses. It can be applied in both manners. Mm-hmm. So budget and then review your spending habits over the past three months. Mm-hmm. Once you guys do that, you have a story. What have I done? Was the business making money? Did I bring in enough money? At that point, you look at your budget. Once you guys do that, then you can say, okay, you know what? I need to bring in a core five grand. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you set the goals, you start selling. So this is the thing, guys, during a recession, you have, during tough times like this, you have to actually go a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. It's not the time to kick up your feet. I don't care if you have a million dollars saved or a hundred thousand dollars saving, you're good, right? No, right. this is not the time to kick up your feet because it depends on how your savings or your investments work. Mm-hmm. If you have investments in stock and crypto, that can wipe out tomorrow. You could be poor tomorrow. If you have all of your money in real estate, if they um, if they increase interest rates again, then the stock um, then people may not buy. Guess what? The value of your home is going to go down, so you lose debt equity. Yes. So what are we valuing things? Are we valuing off the revenue that we're bringing in or our assets? Mm-hmm. When we're in a tough time, guys, we have to shift. We have to value our things based on the earned income, not the assets and the wealth that we've accumulated. That's mm-hmm. supposed to stay there for hard times. Yes. Not, that shouldn't be touched now. We need to now make sure we're earning enough to sustain. So if you wasn't, you need to kick it up in high gear. Mm-hmm. If you barely was, kick it up in high gear. And if you were doing good, popping off, keep popping off and making <laughs> the money. So they need to do the budget. Yes. Evaluate, and then they need to make more money. Yes. And then I know, I hope I'm not too long winded. Oh, no, no, you're fine. But And then last but not least, well, unless you want me to keep going, the next thing that we need to do is figure out how to diversify, not just diversify our investments, because that's where everybody is. Mm -hmm. Diversify my investments. No, I'm talking about diversify your income streams. I'm not telling you go and buy rental property. No. What is it in your business that you're presently doing that we now can offer as a service? Are we doing mm. something free as a service? And then we create something that we can offer to the public and we've written a book that we haven't put out there yeah. and we created spreadsheets that we didn't put out there. Whatever it is, guys, we need to bundle it all up mm-hmm. and we have to put it all out in it. Yes. That it's is time good. to go ham and see, and I don't and I don't want you guys to pull out no money. Because you should have gotten into the stock or investment game if it wasn't for long term anyway. You're not doing like options. Options is in and out. Boom, 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 boom. Stocks is long game. Real estate is long game. So, and I don't recommend people pulling out because that's going to cause a crash crash. Mm. So, you have to be willing, and this is why investments are risky. You have to be willing to sit on the decisions that you made. And that's another thing. Evaluate your portfolio, evaluate what's extremely risky. Evaluate what's strong. You may have to sell off some extra risky ones to keep the value or to keep a cost, well, the, the amount that you purchased, the investment part high. Mm-hmm. But this is the time to really start talking with your financial advisors to see how strong your portfolio is. Right. Do you need to diversify a little bit more? Do you need to sell off some stuff? Not the whole portfolio now, mm-hmm. but 
oh, you may have to move it from one company. Did you guys hear about the Bitcoin with Celsius? So you may have to move your stuff from one company to another one because they're more stable. So this, so you have to now talk with your financial advisor, see what the stability is. And then some of you may have to actually go and look at these people's financial statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Financial advisor don't look at the financial statements. He can't really tell if it's a viable business or if mm-hmm. the system is strong or not. So you guys have to start looking at the numbers. Yes, yes. That's that's really good. That's really good information. You guys, if you're listening, if you have any questions, this is the time to ask. Chime in right now. We don't have too much longer, but you need to get it in. And um, you know, because you're really dropping a lot of gems to really, you know, first make people think and then to apply, you know, and if they're not already doing it, then that's when they need to look at it and, and really kind of backtrack some and get it right from there. It's, you know, even if you're already just out there, you're doing your thing, it's never too late to start. So if you have to backtrack just a little bit, when I mean backtrack, just backtracking your thinking, you know, just, you know, still yourself for a moment, you know, of the weekend or something like that and really look at, watch this video again, <laughs> because it's out there, you know, all these tips and everything that Falasha Day is given, you know, you want to go ahead and just see where you're at and set you, and start to begin to set yourself up for, you know, to be recession proof, to have some type of savings, to have that, you know, longevity um, income and things that are there that, you know, it's going to sustain you and sustain your business. And one of the things you touched on earlier was about the life insurance. Um, I know I've talked with someone before and he talked about how you can, your life insurance really can benefit you even as a business owner. So if you have some of the, you know, strategies or tips in that, definitely share that. See, this is where it gets um, extremely, 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 extremely challenging. And the reason why I do know about the life insurance strategy, but here is the thing. Yes, you can borrow on the money. Yes, you can do all of that. But my fear, this is why I don't like for us to really touch the main policy. So if you're mm-hmm. going to do anything with the life insurance, please get more than one policy to play with. You have one that's set for the family. You don't mess with that one. Mm-hmm. The other one, yes, you can do the lending and all of that stuff. Here's the reason why I say that. It's mm-hmm. because if you cannot repay that and you die, how, what, 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 what's the payout? Right, exactly. What's the payout? Yeah. What's the payout? What's the payout? And then there's also a lot of arbitrary stuff in those clauses if that if they think that it was done to do business or if they think it's a lot of people are just, it can work. It's real, but you mm-hmm. need to consult with your financial advisors because you need to know what limits you can withdraw and borrow from. Mm-hmm. You need to know like, yes, and it's your, you will have to pay it back. So it's not like you're pulling it out and it's free fall unless you don't want anything when you go to, pass away or pull it out later so it's you give you give yourself an entrance loan as well yeah so i would say honestly if you want to do any dibbling and dabbling with this life insurance stuff make sure you have two policies don't do it on the main family policy mm-hmm. just don't play like that yeah make one primary one whole life whatever mm-hmm. and all of the bells and whistles and then your other one then you can play with them yeah yeah that's really good I, I, I just don't it's just too much uncertainty right now yeah. You know, and that's really good points because then you can kind of look at yourself as when you're doing it the right way. Like you just said, if you're going to have, if you're going to do it, get another policy, but also not only in that, but if you're managing your money correctly as it comes in, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you become self-sustained. 
You know, if you can get to a point where you can run your business without having to get loans or, you know, everybody, you know, it's all about building up. Of course, you got to have the good business credit. You know, you want to some people talk about leveraging other people's money, things like that. That's fine in itself. But if you can sustain your own self and be your own bank for your business, how much greater is that? You know, and I feel like, you know, the tips and, and just you, Falasha Day, being the powerhouse that you are, you know, you can really like just set people up to be that, you know, within their business because, you know, you, you're getting rid of the middleman, you know, you're getting rid of all those things that will, you know, still have you, you know, paying back a loan or, you know, or anything of that nature. So that's some of the things you think about. Every honest with you. See, this mm -hmm. is what the real folks are telling everybody. First of all, you have to have that money accumulated in your mm -hmm. policy, first of all. Mm -hmm. The average black person don't have 50000 to even lend off their cash up and the value part of their life insurance. So I get all the strategy and everything, but can we just first get to the core basics of finances? Yes. Let us all have life insurance policies first. Let us all get savings accounts and bank accounts first. We like we, we don't have it across the board. Right. So for anybody to be saying, oh, do this with your life insurance, but they're not telling you you have to have a whole life insurance policy to do that. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that money accumulated. It's not on your death benefit that you're going to get it from it's from the cash value that you've accumulated mm. so first of all you have to have the discipline to save the money to be able to invest the money into the life insurance policy the second thing you have to have the discipline I go Sasha okay, look I just like look go ahead and preach go ahead this is my <laughs> we need to be able to do is have the discipline to allow the money to accumulate okay and then a third thing we need the years this is where the generational wealth part come mm. from so from us contributing and we may not be the one that reap the benefits to mm. get the loans with profits. it might be our children because we first have to accumulate and that's what i don't like about this deceptive marketing that so many people got going on they're not saying that you first have to accumulate that money there sasha mm -hmm. wow. i'm sorry oh no that is perfectly fine that is good. Look, I'm just speechless right now because, you know, and, and this is why it's good to have an accountant, not just any accountant, but one who is passionate about what they're doing for the people. One who has that, you know, like you said, your purpose, you know, you can always tell. So you, people get an accountant, a good one, get you a financial advisor a good one somebody who understands wealth management not just oh yeah this is where you put your money here and there but somebody who's going to actually help grow your money it's going to help you be accountable for what you're doing and this is what philosophy day is all about and so you have any projects coming up soon anything you want to let people know about <laughs> yes Ms. Sasha, we do um I'll, my, my book audit proof 11 ways to write off everything and deduct mm -hmm. all your expenses um it's coming out we're launching it in conjunction because i took the class audit proof it was fire so if you took the class you learn how to write off everything mm -hmm. now not illegally now but you figured out the mindset and the concept behind mm -hmm. it so i'm putting that in the book and really teaching people how to protect themselves and prevent themselves from being audited um, from the IRS. And if they weren't, like what paperwork you need, if you go through an audit proof, then you'll be set if you were to get audited. You won't ever be worried about the IRS. Like with Greg Cardone say, oh, if I get audited, I'm good. I, I'll be there <laughs> because he know he's audit proof. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I'm releasing my um, upcoming book called Audit Proof. Um, teach you guys how to deduct everything. Um, yes, and so yeah, we have a lot of projects going on. I don't want to release everything, but that's the main one that's coming out the quickest. So. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna have to get that book myself. Yeah, yeah. set myself up properly. 
yeah so everybody definitely if you loved everything that you heard tonight definitely go ahead and follow Falasha Day on Facebook Twitter Instagram so that way you can keep up with this book her new book that's coming out and any other project she has a wealth of information on her social media pages so you want to tune in you want to get connected and find out what you can and you know i don't know maybe she could be your next accountability accountant <laughs> and um but if not but at least you have what you need to know and look for in an accountant that you go to so philosophy day thank you so much for being here tonight this was really really good um people i hope you got it like i said go watch this over again you know put this on repeat you know just keep playing it over and over until you really gasp because you know you really did give a lot of gems People can get started and set up based upon what you gave us tonight. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me, Sasha. You're so welcome. Thank you. And we'll go ahead and say good night for now. All right. Yes, everybody. So if you enjoyed that, I want you to make sure you tune in next week because we have another Another wonderful person that will be appearing um, on the conversation series of According to Sasha podcast. And, you know, this is what we do. This is what we do. We love bringing other professionals out here to you. I mean, there's so many people out here doing some amazing things, giving out some amazing information and just ready to help any of the entrepreneurs, whatever industry you are in. This is the foundation of what you need to know. And so um, if you're out there. And if you would love to be interviewed on the According to Sasha podcast, here is the information right here on the screen. It is according to Sasha at gmail.com. That's according to the number two, Sasha, S-A-C-H-A at gmail.com. And go ahead and email us and we'll get you scheduled for one of the shows. And if you're an um, entrepreneur or business owner out there and you would love to become a show sponsor definitely reach out to us and we'll get that information to you as well. Like I said before, this second season, we are giving away giveaways. We're not doing it tonight. I did one last week, but you never know when I'm going to do a giveaway. So you need to stay tuned. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, um, the According to Sasha podcast page. And if you're listening on Spotify, iHeart, um, Amazon Music, whatever the platform is, make sure you follow us there. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe because we always have something going on and we're um, just making sure that people have the information that they need to continue on in their business. And so with that, I have, let's see, I'm going to let you know who I'm bringing on next week. Let's go ahead and see this real quick. It is going to be Mr. Marquise Lumpton. And so... So uh, <laughs> I was like, not nah, to the beat. But anyway, yeah, we have Marquise Lumpton. He's another um, entrepreneur out here doing amazing things. And uh, we're going to find out what he has going on next week. So that is it for now. Make sure you're just following us. Um, anything that we have going on, like I said, I'm speaking tomorrow. If you're local, you want to come out, definitely do that. It's the Activated Woman event, and I would love to see you there. And then also, um, I do have my book. Once again, it is Beyond the Music, if you haven't purchased it. 
uh, definitely purchase it if you are a music artist or if you know one this is an entrepreneurship guide for music artists and um, because they are entrepreneurs as well and so that is it for me everybody thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode and remember to command your day and be great in everything that you do good night everybody